0: Hello, and welcome to The Alt-Left.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to episode 29 of The Alt-Left. I am your host, Chris. With me, as always, is the Reverend Dr. K. (laughs) Good evening, everybody. And Matthew Jumbo-Johnson.
2: Hello, all, and welcome back.
1: So, as the Chairman Mao here, what um, we're going to be talking today about uh, everyone's favorite topic here in America, China. The thing that no politician will shut the fuck up about.
0: Right. Everything is, is China this, China that, COVID-19, Wuhan. Uh, it is absolutely crazy the amount of uh, conspiracy theory running around.
1: It's okay. The, the United States has never had any long history of issuing conspiracy theories or paranoia about a nation that plans to go to war with. I'm sure this is fine.
2: No, 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 no. no, no. no this, this is okay. This is, this is completely nothing to see here. Everybody uh, go back to your regularly <laughs> scheduled uh, television show.
1: The U.S. has a long history of anti-Chinese sentiment there's a huge history of racism here. Again, we cover that in an earlier podcast about immigration. Uh, That's actually one of my favorite podcasts we've done. So if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to the immigration episode. It's, it's pretty good. If I might say so myself, you know, we had the Chinese exclusion acts in this country. It's the only time this nation has literally banned immigration from a particular race. You know, we got really upset at Donald Trump for his Muslim ban, basically of, uh, Banning people from immigrating or having refugee status from from nations that were primarily Muslim, which is technically exclusionary. Right. So we have nations that have that all adhere to a specific religion and a majority culture. But even then, there were some Asian countries involved. This is basically a ban on immigration Under the guise of security, and what it really did was was put a much higher difficulty wall for people of the Islamic faith. The difference is, when we had a Chinese Exclusion Act, it's the only time the United States has specifically barred an entire nationality from immigrating for any reason. And it lasted for a very long time. It lasted decades and decades, where we literally just said, no more Chinese are allowed in America. And it's been an issue since then. I mean, World War II, we were enemies with Japan. And they single-handedly, by the way, no one was helping them. The Japanese may have been politically aligned with Germany. Uh, when that started, when Japan entered the war, Germany was on the retreat. It was not a good deal. Uh, Germany was suffering hugely in Russia and in Africa. And they were dealing with, um, with Italy at the time. And so Japan joined in, but they were pretty much on their own militarily, and they, without any help, again, the Allies were against them. They weren't getting help from India by any means, launched a ground invasion of China. A tiny island with a tiny population launched a fucking ground invasion in China and won. Think about that. You know, we, uh, people talk called the Rape of Nanking is because the Japanese were ruthless and brutal in what they did. And they took this huge area of China, you know, which was rich in oil and resources, and they won a ground invasion against China. And we still didn't care much. The only th- reason the Allies even gave a shit about bailing out China was to defeat Japan. And then immediately after the war, China were not our friends anymore. So with this long history in mind, it, it's... To me, it it raises the hackles on my back to suddenly hear every politician in the country losing their shit over China in a very short period of time again for what seems like a bunch of shit.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a couple angles to this. The two that I see that are most prominent. Are um, let's see the, the economic one, and with that, like I don't care who you are, what your argument is, if it's coming from the economic standpoint, it's literally boils down to this: you are terrified that the U.S. is going to be unseated as an economic superpower in this country by a country that you feel is inferior. Period. End of story. That that's yeah. literally mm-hmm. it. Especially one that is flying a now again, I'm I'm going to say this, and Chris, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. China flies the communist banner, but they aren't actually communists in, in the way they are structured, right? They're, like they are not a true communist nation. Is that correct?
1: First of all, a true communist nation has never existed.
2: Well, th- yes. That, and that's kind of what I'm trying to illustrate. But They are way.
1: also not even a socialist nation. Y- yes. China was for a short time and that all changed, especially after the Soviet Union collapsed. They really had to go their own way and they had to become an economic powerhouse. And China is an autocratic oligarchy. Uh, yeah. China is where we are headed. Yeah. The United States is, is headed in that direction if nothing changes. And one of the things they've done is they've set up their own international regime be- to have to counter us because we have sanctioned and hated them and pushed them away from the table forever. And because China has now become this economic powerhouse, they're actually loaning out money to struggling nations who need it at cheaper rates without forcing austerity measures unlike the World Bank and World Monetary Fund. So the Western banks and financial institutions are willing to give you money if you pay it back at an exorbitant rate. And if you fail or if there's a problem, you will literally break the back of your workers to pay back austerity measures and wreck your own people to pay back the bank. China doesn't force that. Yep. China says you can pay it back at extremely low interest and there is no austerity pressure whatsoever. And I think the fact that that is such a threat was shown at the G7 conference. It was basically a, uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, the G7 just recently happened and it's basically a summit of capitalists and major world government organizations to find ways to milk and destroy the the, the underdeveloped world for their own profit. It is how the rich get richer. It is mm-hmm. a GDP circle jerk and the entire premise of this G7 was how to fuck over China. President Biden at the summit said this is quote they they needed to provide a democratic alternative to the rising influence of China. What the fuck does that mean? Like China can't even have any influence in the world? The Italian prime minister shortly after the G7 uh, even had a quote where basically when he was asked about China Uh, He said that the the group of seven countries had to be frank about differences between the West and China in its post-summit communique that called out Beijing on issues ranging from rights to the origin of the coronavirus. And he said it's an autocracy that does not adhere to multilateral rules and does not share the same vision of the world that the democracies have. We need to cooperate, but we also need to be frank about things that we do not share and do not accept. The U.S. president said that silence is complicitly. And it's like they don't share our vision. So we need to starve them and we we need to, we need to go after their belt and road initiative and make sure that they're not the ones who get to help people who are struggling after we've been fleecing them for
2: generations. Well, and that actually leads me back to the, to the point I was making uh, when I brought up the communists, but it's because they, they're seen at least in the U S as communists. Now, again, we, as we've just discussed, they are effectively not, but, Communism, as we've mentioned many times, is the boogeyman here in the United States. And so
1: everything the United States doesn't like is communism.
2: Yeah, exactly. Very much so. And we absolutely can't let something that we hate and we've painted as this boogeyman show us up. And that's kind of what China's been doing economically. They they have definitely adopted some capitalist ideas. Like I, I think they've actually embraced a lot of capitalist tactics, and that's how they've helped get to where they're at right now. There's an entire
0: zone of China that is a capitalist area that's like the one place that they're allowed to be cap Uh, i can't remember what it's called but like there there's an entire essentially city that is capitalist yeah the capitalist part of china
1: and and a lot of the major metropolises have a capitalistic oligarch upper class running them yeah it's kind of like north korea where there's this there's this ruling oligarchy class in the capital yeah that has different rules than the peasants do
2: so that that's the the first reason that we're that people go after China. Now the second one is is COVID related. One, we got a lot of racists not only in the U.S. but across the world too. Like racism isn't unique to the U.S. I think it's the U.S. is unique in in that it tolerates racism. I think more than the average Western nation, it, it exists everywhere. And when you've got world leaders like Donald Trump. Uh, Calling COVID things like the China virus and, and, you know, and and blaming them for stuff. And and again, we've learned recently that there's some merit to the COVID virus uh, initiating in China. And we'll go into that a little bit later in the episode. But regardless is when you equate the failings of a country to an entire race of people and you are a world leader yourself, what you're doing is the same thing Trump's been doing since day one. He's emboldening the racist element here in this country. I think there's a debate to be had to whether Trump is is causing it or if he's simply just bringing it up to the surface. But regardless, his words have an effect, and that effect is to make the people that would normally be hiding their racism bring it out to the surface. And that, of course, is causing increases in, in things like hate crimes against Asian Americans. Uh, in 2020 alone, that we did, there was a study done that showed violence and hate crimes against Asian Americans had increased by about 150%. And that number is continuing to rise this year as well. And and so there's a palpable effect here, and and there's there's a large, and again, they're mostly Republicans or mostly conservatives that uh, lean this way. But there's a large element that just have decided that everything related to COVID is is the result of any Asian American person in the world, and so they're deserving of of just brutal attacks. And, and those are the two big ones. I'm sure there, there's probably some more new ones there. But in anything I've read or come across, it boils down to one of those two things or a combination of both. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, there is one more. And that's the issue um, in Xinjiang. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the Uyghurs. I think I'm, I'm probably butchering that. But they're a Muslim-majority population in Western China. And there's been a lot of accusations of a Chinese genocide going on. We don't know what's actually true because these allegations aren't coming from a lot of credible sources. They're mostly coming from the the United States and a few of our allies that keep making these genocide and crimes against humanity um, calls. Now, does that sound like China? Absolutely. I mean, China going after repression of a religious group especially one that does not conform both culturally, racially, and politically to Beijing uh, is right on brand. That's exactly what China would do. It makes total sense. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying something like that couldn't be happening. But what we're being told is they're being put into into re-education camps, they're being segregated, and they're having forced sterilizations done, which is everything the United States does at its border. And so the most atrocious and awful claims that we can make about China – or standard operating procedure in the United States. So I don't buy it. It it, it seems like a, a hypocritical call to action for for no genuine reason. Because what, suddenly now, American politicians, especially conservatives, suddenly give a shit about Muslims?
0: No, yeah. they don't give a shit about Muslims.
1: No. <laughs> exactly. I'm supposed to believe that Republicans now all of a sudden are worried about Islamic oppression around the globe?
0: No, it's a mask for all of the other things that they believe and hate about China, which are predominantly not true.
2: Well, I think more than that, it's designed to stoke American hate and fear again in a hypocritical, hypocritical way. Cause here's the thing. Let's just say for an instance that every allegation we've been hurling at China is true. Okay. Let's just say that everything Chris just mentioned is also true when it comes to the United States. So okay, so it's true. Who are we to step in and tell them they can't do something that we ourselves are doing, you know?
1: Yeah. It (laughs) it very much feels to me they probably do have these concentration camps and probably are committing crimes against humanity and something should be done. But I also expect the UN to take the same action against the United States. Yep. And if we are not going to care that the United States was forcibly sterilizing women and torturing people and killing children at our border detention facilities... How can we go after China for sterilizing women and creating concentration camps when that's what we do? So, yeah, yeah, I want the U.N. to step in and do something. But again, I want those exact same sanctions and rules and investigations happening into the United States who, you know, again, people talk about China's slave slave, uh, population and their slave workers. We employ massive armies of slave workers in the United States.
2: Well, also keep in mind, too, is when we're doing it, like China, I would imagine, is not like exactly trying to hide it when it comes to these, these people that are being forcibly sterilized. I guarantee you they know what's going to happen before it happens here in the U.S. We tell these women they're going in for checkups and routine examinations, and then we sterilize them.
1: China absolutely covers this up. They, they 100% China is a, is a highly secretive autocratic nation.
2: I'm uh, not where... saying publicly as far as the world goes. I'm saying internally, the person going in the room knows what they're going in the room for in China. I don't know. Maybe that would be my but, guess. Cause here's the thing.
1: That doesn't sound like China at all. China is far more like Germany sending people into the showers to gas them. Yeah. That's why they're called re-education
2: camps. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what? That's that, that track. You know what? Honestly, I can see it either way. I can see it either way.
1: China tells people they're going off to food and happy camp, and then rapes them to death. That's that's what happens in China. Uh, they do absolutely. I mean, yeah. Now, now I would agree with you that because this has gotten such popularity, the culture involved has to know something's up. You got to remember, they also in in mainland China, they don't have access to the news like we do. Yeah. All their internet is incredibly censored. Yeah. yeah, the
0: the culture there is is incredibly oppressed uh, in general. Like Chris said, they they don't have access to the internet like. The rest of the world has access to the internet. Yeah, and their news reporting is an absolute joke.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: 100%. They have suppression campaigns. You know, they suppress information to their own populace all the time. To me, it wouldn't be unusual for them to suppress information to the rest of the world, to their own citizens, to the people that they're doing things to. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if people even say Taiwan is a country, they have to come out and apologize publicly. Yeah, in, in China they do.
1: Yeah, we know that's a fact. That is exactly yeah. how Chinese, you know, relates the the dissemination of information. And, yeah. so, and I, I just want to make that clear that, like, uh, you guys, not so much about, you know, I may come off as a China fanboy at some point in this podcast because I absolutely think the Chinese are under a complete and total unfair slime attack by the United States, both for their economic practices and the human rights atrocities and... The coronavirus thing. I'm sorry. It's fucking garbage.
0: It is. It is absolute garbage. The conspiracy theories uh, that that are around the COVID-19 virus. Are exactly that. Are are exactly that. They are conspiracy theories. The largest of them that COVID-19 was a bioweapon built in a laboratory in Wuhan, China, at the Wuhan Virology Lab. It is pretty certainly patently false. First of all, uh, Wuhan's virology lab is the biggest bank of viruses in Asia. So, all of Asia, this is where they have the most of them. Secondly, the genetic makeup of COVID 19 isn't a mishmash of known viruses. Then, when they sequence the DNA of or excuse me RNA of the COVID-19 virus that was in January of 2020 right uh, immediately anybody who knew anything about viruses and genetics looking at it could see that the COVID-19 virus was not a was not a man-made virus that this is something that did not have the markers for it to be something that somebody took a piece from this virus and a piece from this virus and put it together, right? It just didn't happen. Yeah. It wasn't John Hammond making fucking dinosaurs. People were studying a virus.
2: Current best evidence suggests it's, it was a animal human transfer, right?
1: Uh, that, that's been the evidence since day one. It, it, zoological has been always the theory. It absolutely has. Yeah. Donald Trump changed that.
2: Yeah. And I wasn't suggesting it's never been the case. I'm just trying to go with what's currently the oh, most yeah. reliable. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. Just that, like I, I I just think it's important to to recognize for all of us that like the story the story from every reputable and scientific organization has never changed. It has been a consistent this is the most likely cause and every time more information comes up it's like yep this seems like a zoological uh, transfer in Wuhan.
2: Uh, But excuse me, sir. uh, Dave from uh, ChinaSucks.com. He's got a blog and he's done the research, sir. He says so in his blog. He's done the research. And he says that this was absolutely a man-made hoax uh, concocted by China to scare U.S. citizens into...
1: You cannot say say the word China without yelling the word Communist China in front of you. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Man-made hoax by Communist China to scare the U.S. into wearing masks. And Dave has done the research.
0: Dave Uh, knows. Dave. Dave probably does know, um, but Dave's also an idiot.
1: Hey, what does Fauci know? F- Fauci's just got a PhD and an entire career uh, battling some of the world's most most awful viruses in the world. He doesn't he do is shit.
0: Literally, the world's foremost virologist.
1: Dude, did you not hear what Dave said?
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. Dave has done the research, Kay has done this, the research this
1: is, and this is peer reviewed. I read a blog from Becky who after doing 20 minutes of research on her toilet on her smartphone um, found out that this is absolutely a bioweapon. Um it's 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 a, it's it's insidious. It's a bioweapon created in China to kill Americans and it's also a hoax that doesn't exist and is no worse than the flu at the same time. Yep. That's how fucking dangerous
0: communist China is. Do, do you realize does anybody realize that a A COVID virus makes one of the worst bioweapons ever. And the reason why it makes (laughs) one of the worst bioweapons ever is because it's spread respiratorily. It's spread from me breathing and you breathing. So us sharing air like communists? That's right. Like the communists. But it, it makes a horrible bioweapon. Why would anybody use a coronavirus as a bioweapon? Communists you, can't, you can't keep your own population from getting sick. And that was pretty fucking evident when this all started.
1: Look, communists are all about sharing. And this is clearly about sharing a virus. Point proven. Yes. I'm out of here. I'm done. Mic drop.
2: I know.
0: I know. Thanks, Dave. I'm here to I appreciate your... Uh, I'm Becky. Yeah.
2: And, <laughs> yeah, and Becky. And Becky and, and, and Dave. They've done the research, folks. They've done the hey,
1: research. I, there's, there's, I can send you articles from freedom.eagle that'll tell mm-hmm. you all about this. Yep. I'm I'm sure you could. Also, um, you don't get the vaccine either because it'll turn you magnetic, which is also what the Chinese want for reasons. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so and just so you all know, there are some people out there that are, that are gonna be telling you you're just sticky. Touch another human. Do they feel sticky to you? And even if they do, even if they do feel sticky, even if they do feel sticky. It's not sticky. It's magnetic, magnetic, magnetic. Interesting
0: part to me about that is there's a bunch of people using keys uh, that are made out of brass and uh, (laughs) brass is a brass is a non-ferrous metal. I don't care how big the fucking magnet is. Um, It's not going to stick to it. Yeah. Uh, Not in America, but in communist China, brass is magnetic. (laughs) Yeah, no.
2: And many coins aren't magnetic, too. There are many coins that I see people using that actually aren't magnetic as well.
0: American coins are not magnetic. Yeah which is why they're magnetizing people here.
2: Exactly, because we've got to make those coins magnetic. <laughs> they're they're want made to of attract the Chinese gold.
0: coins. Yeah. Got it. Communist Chinese coins. Got it. They're they're not made out of metal either, or ferrous no. metal either. No.
2: But but the point is, and I want to just emphasize this, what we're trying to get at with these jokes cuz we do joke. All you need is a little bit of critical thought and a, tw- a not even a tw- an eighth grade education <laughs> and it's easy to see how just incredibly stupid a lot of these arguments are
1: sounds like fucking commie talk to me it
0: literally it takes 15 minutes worth of googling right so two prevailing theories uh that it was passed directly from a wild animal to humans or from an animal to an intermediary to a human intermediary like a like a bug or something like that, a tick or or something, right? Uh, And then the second prevailing theory now that both of these theories actually hold some merit uh, is that it was a lab accident. And I'm actually kind of at this point with the information that we have uh, leaning a little bit more towards it was a lab accident than anything. Uh, But that still doesn't make China and the government copable any further than lab accidents happen.
1: How do we no, even know that? I mean, we don't. The fact that there was this research lab in Wuhan, because yeah, you put virology research labs in the wild where the viruses are.
0: Correct. Well, no, they do. But okay, so first of all, them being the largest viral bank in in Asia, mm-hmm. it, it just it says something that they deal with these kinds of viruses a lot. They do. They actually deal with COVID viruses that came from bats like yeah. SARS, like the original SARS back in the day. And a lab leak is actually something that happens fairly la- regularly. Um, it has happened for SARS. It's happened for things like measles and mumps and all kinds of stuff over the years. Uh, notably, uh, 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 an announcement from the WHO back in 2002. Uh, there was a, a SARS leak that led to eight eight people that got sick went to the hospital uh, hundreds were quarantined you might remember it it was you know now almost 20 years ago that this happened but lab leaks like these happen life goes on somebody does something in a lab they get a little bit of it on them they get sick somebody else gets sick you know they go to the hospital and that's true. Lab leaks happen. And again, the United States has a horrible history. Absolutely. Of, they do
1: of having them. our labs shut down by world organizations because of this. But the, here's my thing. And, and, and if it turns out it was a lab accident, first of all, so fucking what? Yeah, that's my point. That's not going to bring fucking millions of people back to life. But no. my bigger issue is I don't buy it is sure there's a possibility but so what where there's zero evidence and all i keep hearing about like oh well it might have come from this lab leak and china might have had an accident fucked it up and it's like and, and i'm still waiting to see one goddamn iota of evidence other than well it's 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 totally possible I don't care about possibilities. I want to see evidence.
2: Okay, I know there's two things on this. The last bit of information that I had, and I, I know, Kay, there's been some updates since I last looked uh-huh. at this, but the last bit of information was this, is they looked at possible methods of, trans- of how this could have started, Correct. and they landed on two that they could not rule out. One Correct. of them was, was animal-to-human transmission. The other cool. one was uh, lab-based. That what was, I was that, talking about. That, was the, that was where it's standing. This was months ago, but I, yeah. I understand there's been some more stuff that has come out recently. Okay, is that right?
0: Okay, so yeah, there was a, a leak of a report. There were three researchers uh, that worked in the Wuhan lab that were admitted to the hospital uh, in late November 2019. Uh, that is a full month before China uh, announced the outbreak. They had. They all three worked at the lab, and they all had flu-like symptoms. Okay. Uh, China patently denies that they that these three people exist. Yeah. China patently denies that Taiwan exists, and they deny that Tiananmen Square happened. Yeah. So, but this is part of the reason why I believe that this is a distinct possibility. I, I never, I, here's the thing, my, my point is I never said it's not a
1: possibility, and I would agree I, to, I think it's a coin toss, I think there's a, a 50% chance this was
0: totally a lab leak the thing is, if this happened in Germany this witch Nobody hunt would give a exist shit. agreed, and, yeah. and I'm, I was kind of getting to that, and what I was talking about, is like just because there was a lab leak, and if China did cover it up so fucking what the point is, is that we had a pandemic We had a leak of a virus that spread across the world in literally months. And what we really need to focus on with all of this COVID-19 and the pandemic issue, because it's worldwide, is how do we prevent it from happening again? How do we deal with this current one? Because we're still not out of it. Just because the United States has got a lot of vaccines still doesn't mean the rest of the world does. India is still having such a hard time with their death rate that, I mean, I don't even know how long it's going to be before they have it under control, even a modicum. Yeah, India's having a nightmare scenario. It is going absolute crazy still there. Months later after it started really being an issue there, they haven't even seen the top of the peak is what it comes down to. You know, it being a lab leak or whether it was something that was Directly from animal to human transmission, whether it was whether it started in China or whether it started in Saudi Arabia or whether it started in fucking Iowa or here in California, it doesn't matter because we have to deal with it. And it doesn't mean that we get to be continually shitty to China just because of it. maybe if we didn't have an entire global propaganda campaign
1: trying to pin this on them they would actually be a little more transparent. Not to say that China would be, not to say that China is a a nation that airs its dirty laundry and cooperates (laughs) with the West. Not at all. I'm not trying to insinuate that. It's like if you had a friend who always flakes on stuff, right? Who never shows up. You throw a party and they just never come, right? Maybe they're an introvert. Maybe they've got anxiety issues. Maybe they're an asshole and don't like you. It doesn't matter. (laughs) The point is you have someone who doesn't show up to stuff. The answer to that is not to berate them, For showing up. No. You know, when they walk in the door, you don't go, oh, look who fucking made it for once. Like that, because that's going to help. And it's like, it's China's the same way. It's like China has already a problem with transparency and being able to admit any kind of fault and to sit here and then send a witch hunt after them, be like, I don't understand why China's not cooperating in the witch hunt. It's like, Okay, if we came at this from a, hey, it doesn't really matter where it came from. It only matters because we need to get lab procedures and and standard operating practices set. And we need to be more careful with this kind of stuff. And we need to work together. Maybe it would work. Maybe it wouldn't. But coming after them and calling it the fucking Kung Flu like a bunch of racist assholes and trying to pin a global pandemic on a specific regime is absolutely guaranteed going to not work.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, to, to expand on your analogy, like i got another one for you. It's like if Matt Gates come out and starts saying, we need to go after Jared from subway about being a pedophile. It's like, well, I mean, you're not wrong, but really you, you're the one that's going to lead that charge. Like, like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't pass the sniff test. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you might be right about Jared. We also got to look at you too, buddy. <laughs> you're going to get locked up right with him or need to. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the nation that carried out the Tuskegee experiments on its own people does not get to talk about human rights abuses and virology against another.
0: Yep. Well, and this was not just a Trump thing. This has actually worked its way into Joe Biden's presidency. Yep. Uh, Joe Biden's administration has stated that they wanted China to provide more access to the lab, for the lab to cooperate more fully with scientific investigators, and that China has not met that standard. And then China, in response, basically states that uh, the U.S. does not care about facts or the truth and has zero interest in a science-based study of COVID-19's origin. So basically, they've just said what you were saying, Chris. It's like the, the U.S. doesn't give a shit about actually finding out what happened with the virus. All they want to do is make China look bad and say, look, if you guys had just cooperate. And it's like, bitch, they have been cooperating. They let an entire team of people back in February of 2021 from the World Health Organization into the laboratory and gave them access to damn near everything. And what did the WHO respond with? The WHO responded with that the virus most likely did not come from a lab, and that they concluded that its origins were probably bat, that it was that it probably came from bats, and that it was transmitted to humans either through bats directly or intermediately. Yeah. Communist bats. That that doesn't mean that the laboratory caused the COVID nineteen outbreak. It just the communist doesn't. laboratory? That's right. The communist laboratory did not cause the COVID-19 outbreak.
1: The communist laboratory in communist China causing the communist. That's what the C in COVID actually stands for. It's an acronym. It's communist Ovid.
2: Yeah, true. That's a whole other uh, podcast that we, by the way, Chris, pressure, 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 need to start doing too, is the uh, communism podcast.
1: No, I'm an American. I don't do communism. <laughs> Got You're
2: it. no good rotten liar, sir.
1: I fight communism.
2: Fucking
0: pink God damn. Can't
2: even, <laughs> can't even say it with a straight face. Can't even say it with a straight face. No,
0: not even You
2: pinko commie son of a bitch. But the the real
1: question is 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 it's again it's wide. It's like I I refuse to see this anti Chinese sentiment and racism and political motion as parallel to are military and economic dominance in the world. They are absolutely causatory.
2: What do you mean by that?
1: Uh, Well, okay. So again, remember we have the the quote from the Italian prime minister, right when he came out where he said, the main theme of the G7 summit is how to respond to China and other dictatorships. So it's like, you're telling me the seven most powerful economies in the world got together to shit themselves over China and plot against them.
0: Because again, so well, seven China, on what? Korea, Cuba, you know, all of the quote unquote communists.
1: Yes, that, that's that's what they're worried about. The, the G7 is just is just is just crapping their britches over the mighty
0: North Korean economy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but that's what they were saying, is is China and other nations like yeah. China? China and friends is what they were really saying. You what? know, and and, and and again,
1: it's like what the fuck is that, that the, the all these powerful nations need to come together and all fight China? And why? Because China's doing well? Again, I want to read you another quote from Biden here. The Nation did a great article on this in April. It was actually called, Biden's anti-China ambitions like Trump, Joe Biden is committed to a distinctively anti-China global strategy rooted in fears of America's decline. This was actually supposed to make us feel a little better, believe it or not. <laughs> it was supposed to make us believe that Joe wow. Biden was going to, yeah. And I, I just want to say that, you know, his quote here, he he, when he, was, he, was ta- he had a conference with um, J P Morgan Chase, so, shocker. And in there, his quote is, he has sworn that China will not become the leading country in the world, the wealthiest country in the world, and the most powerful country in the world on my watch. Now, again, not like, oh, China's hurting people, we need to put a stop to that, or China's doing this, or this unsafe business practices is hurting this, or hey, I don't like what their copyright It's like, nope, just straight up, remember, won't become the leading country in the world, the wealthiest country in the world, and the most powerful country in the world on my watch. He literally just said they're not allowed to have nice things, because
0: fuck them. That's kind of what it sounds like. That's exactly what it
2: sounds like. No one like.
0: can beat us. We're better than everybody. Yeah. yeah. And and we're going to make sure of it.
2: And, and But here's the thing. There is probably about 60% of this country that were listening to that and just stroking themselves off while they heard it. But, it was, it was rubbing their nipples and just like eating it up. And I'm not saying that he's right. I'm just saying he knows his audience. Because that kind of talk, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's always going to be the Republican element that's going to reject anything he says, but center right Republicans, liberals, like the the 60% of this country that thinks that they know better than everybody else and, and are constantly voting in for shit heels like Biden, they're absolutely eating that stuff up because they've bought into this idea of American exceptionalism and anybody that isn't us is bad.
1: The CEO of JP Morgan Chase, a guy named Diamond. He had this great quote from this year as well. It was a quote from 2021 where uh, he was talking, they were asking about the booming post-COVID economy, and he predicted it'll probably go well until about 2023. And he said, China's leaders believe that America is in decline. The Chinese see an America that is losing ground in technology, infrastructure, and education—a nation torn and crippled by politics, as well as racial and income inequality—and a country unable to coordinate government policies, fiscal and monetary, industrial, or regulatory, in any coherent way to accomplish national goals. Unfortunately, recently there's a lot of truth to this. That's his quote. CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, the largest banking conglomerate in the nation basically said, China sees that we're totally falling down the toilet and they're right. And, The response to that is to say, well, we have to do everything we can to gang up on them and sabotage them. Not we need to clean up our side of the fence. Yep. Not we should get a handle on our divisive politics, our massive prison population, huge income inequality issues in America. Oh, God, no. The CEO of a bank isn't going to say that. No, no. He's like "The, the solution is not to create wealth equity. The solution is to fuck China over.
2: Yeah. But again, it, it's, it's very indicative of the way economics works in the US and capitalism as a whole, because there's, a, there's this idea of like, well, the free markets. And if you just have free markets, everything will solve itself. But we don't have free markets. What we have are gamed and rigged markets because the rich in this country have gamed and rigged them so that only they succeed. And when things don't go right, we just keep gaming and rigging the system. We never let free and fair competition happen. Which is well, why I think capitalism is inherently flawed because it won't allow for the thing it professes to believe in the most.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's 100% a rigged system. And, and, you know, we actually covered this a bit in our economics episode. So if, if you need anything to listen to before you pass out, we have an, an episode we do on economics to bore you to death. Um, but one of the things, you know, uh, we talked about is we've been fed a lie in this country. You know, j- just like textbooks in Texas. Uh, you know, tell you that, that Native <laughs> Americans uh, made room for American settlers out of the kindness of their hearts. And, you know, textbooks in the South tell you that Black people came here to work. And it's like, well, I mean, sure.
0: I mean, they're not
2: wrong. More but like <laughs> they were brought here to work, but like...
1: If you really want to be as productive as possible, I, I guess that is definitely one shit take on that. But... Just like that, we tell ourselves, oh well, America's prosperous because of our capitalism and our free market and our the American dream and our work. No, our America became America was a backwater poor nation. We became prosperous because in World War II the 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 world literally blew itself to shit. We were one of the only lands left with actually industrial manufacturing, and then we invented the A-bomb and dared anybody to come fuck with us. Literally, that is what happened. The house burned down, and the four-year-old had the old me bottle of penicillin and a gun yep and you wonder why he's in charge of the household right now because he's got the penicillin in the gun (laughs) it has nothing to do with his ability to lead the household a disaster happened and he ended up holding the shit and that's (laughs) all that comes down to and that is why the united states became prosperous we were the only fucking game in town for decades well the rubble cleared The rest of the world joined us in the second industrial revolution and suddenly you can make things better and cheaper everywhere else. And the United States is not a good place for manufacturing, but we based our entire economy on consumption. So we had to outsource it to places like China and India and the Philippines. And we outsourced all of our work and our manufacturing there and handed them all of our money. And now we're very upset that they have a robust manufacturing industry and lots of money. That's what happened. You know, in order to gain favor, the four-year-old had to hand over the penicillin pills so the parents didn't die. Well, now they're better. And they're not so fucking scared of you anymore. And now we are freaking out. The United States is losing its shit over the idea that China could overtake us. And guess what, kids? Buckle the fuck up and learn some Mandarin. China's going to. This is a foregone conclusion. It is not whether or not China will surpass the United States. It is when. The American empire is crumbling. It has been crumbling for over 40 years. We are toast. We are done. The American empire was not built on good deeds and strong jaws and big dicks. No, the American economy was built on desperation, on opportunism, on genocide, on nuclear warfare, and it is failing quickly because it shouldn't exist. Countries like China, who have a long history of cultural evolution and massive amounts of resources, are the ones who lead the charge. Germany figured out that, well, banking is really good for us, and they own the European Union now. That's what happens when a culture has evolved to a point where they can do something better than everyone else. They do it and they win wars and take over the world. The only thing the United States had was nuclear weapons and shaking our dick around. And that doesn't work forever. Because eventually everyone gets the nukes. And they don't care about bluffing anymore. And the people who we are really mad at are people who aren't afraid of us. You think China's afraid of us? You think Iran is afraid of us? Iran's been taking our shit on the chin for 70 fucking years. And they are sick and tired of our shit, which is why we still haven't been able to go to war with them. Because they'll happily, they'll happily sail a nuke into Manhattan. And we don't want that from happening. So um, there's only so much dick wagging we will do with them. China, we know China's not going to come over and nuke us. They have too much to lose. So we're going to sit here and blame them for everything. And eventually this is going to come to some kind of armed conflict, guys. This is the only way this goes because we are hitting a tipping point where the only thing we will have on China is military power. That's the, that's the only Trump card we're going to have left, because guess what? They got nukes, and now they have a much stronger and better economy than us. And while well, we're sitting here going, oh, we need to go to solar and wind and stop destroying the planet after we've destroyed it, China's like, mm, nah, fuck off. Give us another 10 years, because we're building. They're playing risk the right way. Do I like it? Do I like that they're burning a shit ton of coal and fossil fuels? Absolutely not. But they are building metropolises amazing agriculture and farming techniques they are updating in a, in two generations china has updated farming from the stone age to now to modern they are feed they're feeding their people and they're going to feed the whole fucking world they are doing everything they farm everything they make everything and now they're taking everyone that we've built our economy on stabbing in the back and they're inviting them to come play ball with them and i gotta tell you if you're a different country has been dealing with nations like Britain and Germany and the United States who have been causing austerity measures and fucking your country over for their own profit. And all of a sudden China comes along and like, uh, I mean, yeah, you got to pay back your loan, but uh, we're not going to, we're not going to bleed you dry. That's fine. We want you to develop and be allies with us.
0: Oh, that's a then, really good and deal. pay your Pay your loan back whenever you feel like. Yeah,
1: yeah. Pay your loan back when you feel like it. Here, here's some terms that you can t- because what again? What the EU will do is say, here's a billion dollars, pay it back in three years, and it's like, well, their economy's already struggling. How are they going to pay back a massive loan immediately? China's like, okay, well, here's a billion dollars to pay it back in twenty years, um, and we're going to help you build your economy until then to make sure it happens. Like they work with you. This is not a predatory loan agency like the United States is. The United States is B of A and Great Western Bank issuing loans (laughs) to 19 year olds to buy houses who don't have jobs yep china is the local credit union who's like let's take a look at some finances and see what's possible for you and it's a better deal yeah and again I, i like china as a culture china has an amazing history unfortunately you know, the last 40 years have been pretty shitty, and I'm not going to apologize for them, and I'm not going to excuse them. China has committed massive atrocities. They are an authoritarian regime, and honestly, I cannot wait for that country to change, but it's not going to change because we cry and whine at the UN. Yeah, It's going to change when their people are fed and educated enough to change the government themselves, which is what always happens. What stalls that is the US going in there and sticking our dick in it.
2: Yeah. Well, and you know what we could also do? We could actually try to compete with them. We could actually invest in new technologies, in clean technologies. But we
1: can't. We, we can't compete with China. That's the thing. It's like we work so distinctly different in our GDPs. There is no competition there. China can produce everything faster, cheaper, and better than we can. We have really good banking and service industry sectors, but they don't compete with each other. You want to talk about software engineering? I mean, even though the Russians have been hacking us lately and China's been doing a lot of copycatting, there's been some problems. The United States still leads the world in software engineering. We're just yeah. the fucking best at it. Hollywood, I'm sorry. No one makes propaganda and makes good
0: movie making. America's got entertainment on lock and we have since the 40s. Well, and the only co- the only country that has comes anywhere close to it is Bollywood in India. But it's still not the same. I
1: don't know. Bollywood endings where everyone dances around is fucking dope. One of these days we're going to do a video podcast and we're all going to dance at the end. It's a but Bollywood that's
0: movie. not what I'm talking about. What I'm yeah. saying is, is despite the popularity of those movies, they don't translate those movies into fucking 120 languages. No, everyone, everyone in the United States doesn't go out to AMC, grab some popcorn
1: and go check out the Punjabi five. Like, no, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen.
2: Well, and what I was trying to say, I wasn't saying that we, had the, we currently in our state right now have the ability to compete with China. In order to even begin contemplating that, we would need a massive social, economic, and political upheaval. And I I agree with you on that point. I'm not saying in our current state we can. And that's part of the sad bit of this is we're still fighting the social issues that we were fighting in the 60s, for Christ's sake. We can't even get past them because half of this country wants to deny they're even still a problem anymore. How is that country going to outpace China, who's singularly focused on beating us economically at our own game that we started?
1: (laughs) Exactly. And, and, And this is one that I'll actually throw to crusty old white men in a in politics is that when they go, well, we can't compete with China because they have terrible labor practices, and it's like, yep, fucking fucking accurate, and that's why I say we can't compete because we're playing different games. You know, we're playing fucking Monopoly, and they're they're playing fucking Tic Tac Toe, and there there is no competition. They're different. Now, I would like to see China change their practices from having massive labor. Part of that comes from not buying Apple products, assholes. Everyone listening, if you buy Apple products, those were made with the tears of women who were working in rape factories. Now, does that make other products not so great? No, but yeah, there's other phone companies that don't use slave practices, and -hmm. Apple does, and Apple's an American company that profits off the back of literal rape factories. We want to talk about Jeff Bezos. should talk about Apple, too. They're even worse. Yeah. They're one of the most evil companies on the planet.
2: Suicide Nets. Don't forget the Suicide Nets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was the answer. It was such a terrible place. People were flinging themselves in the roof. So Apple erected Suicide Nets, not updated the conditions in the warehouse.
2: Nope, just made it so they couldn't kill themselves to get away.
1: That's why there's no competing, though. Corporations a long, long time ago companies had some kind of allegiance to the nation they were from. They don't anymore. These are completely international actors. Corporations are groundless nations of their own. And they don't give a shit. So the only way we could possibly compete with any kind of innovation is if IBM, and which, by the way, is owned by China now. <laughs> you want to go buy a Lenovo computer, which is IBM? It's Chinese. They're in personal computing division got bought out by China. IBM only exists as an American company in their supercomputers. That's all they do now domestically. Everything else is wholly owned by China for their, their, their PC market. But that's what happens is these companies don't care about being American, being Chinese, being Dutch, being Swedish. It, It doesn't fucking matter. No one gives a shit. What matters is making profit. And you make profit by reaching across the globe in every direction and doing the thing that has the least cost. That's what happens. And that's the fault of capitalism. And there is no competing with them. I don't want to compete with the ultra capitalist fucking serfdom of China because that's what we're doing is I mean, that's why Joe Biden went out there, you know, and said, if you don't take an acceptable job, you don't get to have fucking unemployment anymore. It's like, great, great. That That's the answer to keeping our GDP up is to have people risk their lives and go homeless working at McDonald's part-time without health care. That's the vision our leader has for us. People talk about Xi Jinping being a shit leader to his people. Joe Biden threatened to throw people out of their homes and off of any kind of income if they didn't work at Burger King part-time without any health care or guarantees to their future whatsoever. That's the answer our leaders give us, is fuck you,
0: die for the line. Sorry, I couldn't hear you over being
1: told that I was essential. And that, my friends and listeners, is why we love Kay. I got to tell you, you know, Matt and I tend to toss out more jokes, but when you do it, it tends to land more solid. <laughs> yeah, very it. much so. <laughs> that was a that chef's was kiss, buddy. That was beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's competing with China. That's a really good point. Like you said about, well, sorry, I was being told I was essential. But that's what I mean when I say we're heading towards China is that's the future they want for us. Workers being forced to live and die way too early in an Amazon warehouse so we can compete with China. I don't want to compete with China. You know what's never happened to me? I have never single-handedly in my life been fucked over by a Chinese person. I've been fucked over by a lot of Republicans and Democratic politicians, though. Chinese people haven't taken my healthcare away. Chinese people haven't said there won't be student loan forgiveness. Chinese people haven't been like, "Oh, your job's part-time or doesn't involve healthcare, guess you get to die." Chinese China doesn't do that to me. The American system, my nation, my leaders who are elected to protect and give a shit about me are the ones who have left me with no life options and the ones who don't care whether or not we live or die. That's our future. That is what we have here. And I think we need to start caring a whole lot less about competing with China and a whole lot more about seeing China as fellow oppressed workers and seeing class solidarity with Chinese workers who are also being mistreated, abused and oppressed by their awful totalitarian oligarch government. And how is that any different than Walmart greeters?
2: Workers of the world unite.
1: And that's the sad thing is that's where China was going. You yeah. know, the, 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 during the, the China- Mao, right? General Mao, who became chairman of Mao, son of a farmer, came out, led this massive revolution, and in a short time revolutionized a whole lot of things. Made this massive, I mean, China had this. I mean, again, and this is what you typically find is a lot of times where you see these socialist revolutions, the reason they take hold is because there's such dire straits. I mean, yeah, you know, there's that famous quote that you know socialism never took on in America because Americans don't see themselves as oppressed workers; they see themselves as temporarily embarrassed millionaires.
2: Yep, <laughs> it's that same
1: thing, and that holds true in America. But in 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 you know 1930s China, it was a whole different story. In the in, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, China, you were a peasant farmer. You didn't even read the newspaper. You couldn't read. You lived for 30 years, popped out a couple kids, and died from an infection. That was it. You had no skills whatsoever, and he completely. religion. And the best thing is people talk about Mao like, oh, he starved all these people in the famines. Well, first of all, people really like to blame people like Mao and Stalin for massive famines, and they are to blame. I'll give you that. But here's the thing. Stalin was up against a rock on a hard place. He had X amount of people and X amount of food, and he had to make some fucked up decisions. Did he make the right ones? No. Did he make good ones? No. Is he a bastard who should totally burn in hell if there was one? Absolutely. Stalin was the son of a bitch. But he was being a leader and was trying his best, even though he failed when Mao's five year plan fell apart because his Mao's fuck up was he had sycophants. He had a whole council of people who were like, no, the best way to farm is to wear an umbrella and quack like a duck. And he was like, uh, OK, sure. That's why people are telling me. And it failed miserably. And he admitted it and stepped down as chairman. You want to talk about famines that were caused intentionally? Like When our free market couldn't handle the fact that dairy farmers would go broke from the price of food because no one had money during the Great Depression in the United States, the United States government had dairy farmers pour out their milk into the gutters, had chicken farmers smash their eggs rather than let starving Americans eat to keep the prices inflated. In the end of World War II, Winston Churchill willfully and literally for the funsies, diverted food away from India to cause one of the world's largest famines in history. And when asked about it, he said it was the Indians' fault for breeding like rats. He stole all of India's grain and sent it off to the war effort and then said, well, they fuck too much, it's their fault and caused one of the most massive genocidal famines the world has ever seen. Capitalism does it on purpose. So no, China went the right way and they fell. Mao had flaws, massive ones. He had some fantastic ideas, but he also had some fucking stupid ones too. He was a person, but he was actually trying his best. And even though he failed in a lot of ways, you can look at him and say, at least he was being a leader. You know, uh, there are certain leaders you can look at and say, well, they failed and they did some things wrong, but at least they fucking tried. And he's one of them. I don't look at Winston Churchill and say, well, he's trying his best. I, I, I don't fucking see it. I don't I don't and I don't I got to tell you, I don't look at Biden and think he's trying his best. I think Biden is stuck in a delusion hole. I give him more credit than I give Trump. But Biden is stuck in this this Americana propaganda delusion that if we all just hug it out across the aisle and pretend everything's okay and try to starve Chinese people with sanctions, that the world's going to be better and America's going to be back on top and the world's changed. And leaders need to recognize that and face realities because China is facing realities and they're doing good by their own people. Not at the moment, but they're they're playing the long game and I don't agree with it. Okay, again, I want to make this very clear. China bad. I don't like what they do. China does very bad things to very innocent people and it sucks and it's awful. We as Americans have no right to criticize that because China is doing bad things to their native population. We wiped out our native population.
2: Well, And and that's the thing to always remember too. And it sucks. We have to keep making this distinction, but just because we are saying, but wait a minute, here's this thing. Doesn't mean we automatically disagree with the bad things about China. But we do think fundamentally the conversations that are being had are the wrong ones, especially especially when the people that are blaming everything on a single, not just a country, but on a race of people, many of whom don't even live or come from that country for many generations for, for doing things that they themselves, their country has done. It's it's the most hypocritical bullshit argument you can ever have. And if you want to talk about the failures of China, fine. But you better be willing and able to discuss the equal and sometimes even more horrendous failures of the country you live in as well.
1: And that's the thing. It's far more horrendous because, you know, China never got involved in the slave trade for their agriculture. Truth. And I'm not talking about indentured servitude. God, I swear to Christ, if one of you fucking white libertarians comes in and goes, but the Irish, go fuck yourselves and fuck the Irish. But the point is they were indentured servants. And there's a big difference between that and chattel slavery. There is, there is this, there is the world's most fucked up game of tie happening between black people and native people in the United States of who got fucked over most by the pasties. And I don't know who's won yet because one got genocide and the other one literally got ripped from their continent, forced into chattel, brutal slavery. But those are things China hasn't done. And th- that, that's what built America. And it's like, it, we stand on literal American Indian graveyards, we stand on stolen, genocided land built on the backs of black slaves and condemn China for working too hard and the things they do to their own people. It's a hell of a nice view all the way up here on the slave-built, genocided ivory tower, looking down on the Chinese. Again, I don't excuse what they do, but it cannot come from us. If the UN wants to get together and if African, South American, Middle Eastern nations want to come together and deal with China and we want to put our support behind their decisions, sure. But I am just fucking sick of the Western world built on this. Condemning China when our sins are far worse and we are to this day enjoying the fruits of that labor. France is still collecting reparations from poor African nations they used to own. Part of the deal of breaking away from France's colonial empire was you have to pay us a a chunk of your GDP for the rest of forever, or we'll come in and murder you all. That was the deal. And France is still collecting from nations. But they're our allies, and they're part of the G7, and they're really worried about the mean things China might be doing. And I guess that's where I leave it is, what is this? How could we be doing this? And the only answer I see is this is a gear up for a military action. This is what the United States always does. We're just playing a longer game, but this is what we do. We create this giant threat. We tell them this other culture, this other nation is going to destroy our way of life and conquer us and do all these terrible things. And then we use it as an excuse to manufacture public consent for war.
2: Feels a lot like just as we're finally starting to pull out of the Middle East, feels like we're only doing it so that we can focus our attentions on the West.
1: Ding. We it's it's a, it's amazing how we've pulled out our troops from Afghanistan as the as a lot of the mineral mining is starting to dry up. You know we're we're done with Iraq now that we own all the oil fields and American companies have rebuilt the nation and own a lot of the land rights. That's great. And next is China, and I don't even think I don't even think there's a plan. I don't even think there's like some room with five white guys who have this plan of how the war's going to go. I think they're scared as fuck and they don't know what they're doing yet. But they are trying to get everyone to hate China. So when the day comes to do something about China, like a naval blockade or something, which is what I think it'll be, it's not going to be airstrikes. We're not actually going to go and murder any Chinese people on Chinese soil. It's going to have to be naval. It's the only only military we're still way outnumber them because they got like one aircraft carrier. I think they're trying to build a second right now. Uh, I see a naval blockade of Chinese shipping to completely forcibly fucking Phantom Menace style you know, have this blockade around them so China can no longer trade with the world. That's if you if, if gun to my head, that's how I predict eh, without thinking about it, how I would predict the war. What do you guys think is, what do you think the long game? Do you agree with me? Do you think I'm full of shit? I've done a lot of talking on this episode.
2: No, well, uh, I'm inclined to agree. Like, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I still, I still hold that hope that it can go either way. It's one of those things where like, I bank on the the option that doesn't lead to war. But like if suddenly tomorrow Biden announces we're blockading China, I'm not going to be like, I'm shocked, shocked. I tell you, I didn't see this coming at all. You know, I don't want it to go this way. I'd like us to pull our heads out of our asses as a country and, and start figuring this shit out and, you know, actually having, you know, a, a real labor movement, you know, that focuses on the worker that actually starts making things better here at home. Then again, it goes back to like, I still see people coming up with reasons to vote for guys like Biden, you know, and then Biden's going to last for how long? And then what do we get next? Ted Cruz, Rob DeSantis, because, because that's those, those are the types of personalities that are up next on the Republican line. And bear, keep in mind, I have no faith that the American people will stay engaged so long as Biden is president. I think everyone will let things go. If he serves two terms, fine. After his two terms are done, we're getting the next Republican piece of shit. And I guarantee you, it's they're going to be worse than Trump. Because here's the thing, DeSantis and Cruz are Trump levels of evil with an amount of competence to them. They will absolutely send us to war. If Biden doesn't do it, they will. And I just don't see the American people as being able to go left anymore. It's center right or right. You know, and then they congratulate themselves for going center right. Like, that's the thing is liberals look at center right and be like, see, we did it. Look at the most progressive president we've ever had. And When the most progressive president we've ever had is still a center right conservative. That's not a fucking victory.
1: At all. And when it comes to things like, I don't know whether or not gay people are people and whether or not black people are people and how certain voting rights should happen or how certain, you know, laws on guns should happen. Sure, the Republicans and Democrats are on opposite sides of the aisle and they fight. When it comes to money, they bow to the exact same master. It was the point of Citizens United. Both parties are completely bought and sold and they answer to the exact same people. It's why no matter who the president is, they both go consult J.P. Morgan every time. And they also have to consult Goldman Sachs. That's why they have to suck at the teat of Israel. This is what happens. Every president has the same financial masters. There is a banking interest that owns both parties because both parties are for sale. We literally have politicians who are for sale. That is legal now. So who has the money and who's going to make that happen? And you see that no matter who the president is, got to worry about China competing with us. Well, that's it's two fucking shoes of the same goddamn person at this point. There's, there's no difference. And this is why I have no care about the democratic party and why I say voting for president doesn't actually matter that much because in the long run, it's the same shit.
2: Giant douche or turd sandwich.
1: Yeah. And everyone who told me like, Oh, well, you gotta, you gotta vote Biden because all the damage Trump will do. And it's like, I'm still looking and going "Eh." again, I give Biden credit for, for, for the Rona roll out of the, of the, of the fucking vaccine. But what else? Like, dude rolled over on everything. We still can't get a fucking competitive wage in this country. He doesn't give a fuck if people starve. He doesn't care if people keep their fucking houses. All he cares about is competing with fucking China. He won't do shit about police brutality in this country. He doesn't care a fucking global pandemic killed way more than half a million Americans. And he still doesn't think that healthcare is a human fucking right.
2: Just to expand on that. One of the recent things that he's being championed for right now is, is this ITT student loan thing. Just to clarify that basically it was allowing forgiveness for about 18,000 ITT tech students that were screwed out. Do you realize how many students in this country are struggling with student loan debt who have also been screwed out that weren't part of ITT Tech, the number's in the millions. But because he you know, spent $500 million on 18,000 students that got dicked out of an education and money like eight years ago, all of a sudden he deserves a pat on the back? No. Is it good that he did that? Yes, I demand more because he promised more because this country needs more. Yeah, He's but not doing, doing, enough. doing
1: something decent doesn't make you a hero at all. And again, begrudgingly is the most important part because he didn't want to. He had to. His hand was forced. Biden has no interest and no Democrat has any interest in in, in giving a shit about the average American worker, just like China.
2: I think that's a good spot to hit it, man. Like I think the th- this is the part where we put the question to you, our listeners. Like tell us what you think about it, right Chris?
0: Yes, leave us some communist comments or capitalist comments. I want to hear those too.
2: I absolutely want to hear capitalist comments. I you know what? I want to hear I want to hear Republicans. I want to hear libertarians. I want to hear Democrats. I want to hear socialists. I want to hear communists. I want to hear everyone. I want to know what you guys think because you know what? On every issue, I think we're right, and I think we're in the right. But I'm not hearing too many dissenting opinions out there, and I know yes. I know they're out there. So
1: both of our listeners get on that. <laughs> <laughs> All three of you. Speaking of our listeners, anything uh, anything interesting happening, Matt?
2: Um, you know, so so there's a few that have been like really just fluff.
1: Oh, I, I love getting fluff. I
0: love fluff. Yeah, who, do, who who doesn't like getting fluffed? It's, it's that little jar of white stuff. Uh, it says fluff on the front tastes like marshmallow. That's that, that's af- that's after the fluffing. Oh, oh, pardon me. Sorry,
2: but we did have two new reviews. People are listening to our calls to give those iTunes reviews, so I want to give them shout outs. Uh, we got Ooh. two, uh, one from e Jaeger letting us know that they thoroughly enjoyed our informed opinions and views and that they're adding us to their regularly uh, regular podcast rotation. So, thank mm. you, e Jaeger.
0: Wonderful, mm. right. Thank you, thank you
2: feels good and uh yeah you know, i think we got to keep up with our theme of just inputting names whenever we see initials so e yeager i'm gonna call you edgington edgington yeager um
1: uh, lord edgington
2: lord edgington yeager very good and then uh mary r mary with three y's and mary r mary really long last name why can't
0: it go. be mary yar Oh, pirate Mary! Mary. I, mean, I like it,
2: Mary Yar. y'ar. That's what we're going to call you, Mary Yar. Um, Mary's
1: here for your doubloons and your intellectual
2: property. Hi, matey. Uh, she says, "Great podcast. Love the commentary on so many political topics that aren't just only opinion based. Really happy to uh, see these things backed up with facts. Keep up the great work. Love the show. So, thank you to both of you."
1: I was going to say something piratey besides yard. I couldn't think of a thing.
2: <laughs> I matey, Thank you, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and then the last one i've got is uh is a user that responded to our uh our live stream event they they actually watched it on youtube after we posted it up so they weren't there for the main event uh so this user uh i think he's commented before michael oldfield uh he's so mad that he missed this always love listening to you guys also never matched matt's voice to charlie from it's always sunny but now i can't unhear it so <laughs>
1: Uh, I actually saw that comment, and if you actually look at the end, uh, it it trails off. The keyboard was smashed, and then later on, there's a note that says, Oh, dear God, why is there a pirate ship in my living room? And the comment section was immediately taken (laughs) over by Mary R.
2: (laughs) That rascally pirate Mary R. Man, boy, is she everywhere. She's really just bombarding our listeners, taking them over one by one. (laughs) Um, And and that's where I'm going to leave it. Um, I love... I absolutely love all the positive comments, all the positive feedback. Keep it coming. But you know what? I'm just going to say it. After our interview with the cop, I'm really disappointed that we didn't get to fight anyone, and I'm anxious for a fight. Chris, how about you?
1: How about a fight with communist China? Rawr, rawr.
2: <laughs> okay. Good luck how about with you. That? There's
0: more of them than you. <laughs>
2: Uh, But hit us up, guys. Let us know what you think. Respond to us. Let us know what you thought of our topics. uh, What you think of anything that we said on an episode? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Who's got a
1: drunk uncle libertarian who calls everyone cuck? Send him to us. I want to hear about him. Oh yeah. Let's have actually.
2: You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this right now. I am interested. We are interested in getting a libertarian on this show. So if there's real libertarian, real real libertarian, real libertarian. The kind of libertarian that wants to get rid of the uh, the uh, the DMV, I want that kind of libertarian. The kind of libertarian that when you uh, talk about Matt Gates being a pedophile, you know, you know, conservative pedophile Matt Gates.
1: But what if the child consents?
2: Gives me that kind of response.
1: <laughs> the, I don't understand how taxation works, yeah. so I think it's all theft.
2: Or or thinks it's appropriate to distinguish between a pedophile and a hebophile when somebody's Ugh. fucking children. I want to talk to those people. If you're interested, we want to hit we want to hear from you. Hit us up uh, the alt podcast at gmail.com. With
1: that invitation, I'm sure they'll come a run in.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But I, I will say that Kay is only 15 years old and doesn't like taxes, so that might bring him in.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, this is the reason why I had to quit my job and do nothing but edit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, this has been fantastic. Thank you all for joining us about talking about the dangers of evil communist China and uh, all the all the coronavirus are sending us in their magnetic microchips. Uh, <laughs> we're glad you're here with us. Uh, I know this is another long slog, but uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, the communist Chinese revolution is you.